Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Inside the 8 o'clock hour on WFAN. Keith McPherson rocking till 10 p.m. We've got a bunch of people on hold. Let's get to these calls. I don't want to make you wait all night. I'm sure you got things to do. I mean, I'm probably sliding out of here right at 10 and going to do some stuff as well. Enjoy the holiday. Holiday season. Trying to get from Christmas, Christmas Eve to New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. We're on our way. And let's see who's next up on the fan. This uh, screen in here, Paulie, I mean, I know I'm telling everyone. This screen in here keeps going dark on me. I, I don't know if it's me or the connection or what, but I can't take a call unless this screen is on. I need a tech guy. I need an IT guy. Come on. Anywho, uh, until we get that squared away, <laughs> I'm like, let's get to the calls. And then the, the screen is dark. The screen is black. Hmm. Live on air, live radio. So what else is new, folks? You know, Paulie. Paulie knows what to do. He's a wizard. Just I just gotta. I gotta be gentle leave with it. it. There. I'm just too rough. Just too rough in here. I break everything in here. It happens. I host standing up, so I'm not like seated at the level of the screen. Whatever. You don't care. Giovanni, out in South Boundbrook. You got it. You're on the fan. There he is, Keith McPherson, the flyest on the fan. I already coined that for you, though. You can start using it. <laughs> the flyest on the fan. I guess I'll take on it. The fan. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I appreciate I, it. No doubt. I hit you up on the on the gram, man, and putting that out there. Um, that's number one. Number two. What are we doing with these with these bad contracts like Donaldson and and Aaron Hicks? Like I I I honestly feel like we're going to see Aaron Hicks run out there in left field because. Supposedly, I just heard his knee is better, and Cashman just—I don't know—he has an infatuation with him for some reason. And I, I <laughs> yeah, one thing you've heard me say all year is that the Yankees die hard on their trades and their contracts because they're the Yankees, right? The Yankees always make the right trade. The Yankees always sign the right deal, and they die hard on that, right? So they died hard on Aaron Hicks this year. We saw Aaron Hicks go out there and suck. We saw Aaron Hicks go out there and and drop fly balls and in fair territory, thinking they went foul. We saw Aaron Hicks come up how many times with two outs and two runners on and just not be able to get it done. 
He was an automatic Nothing. out a bunch of times. So Nothing. I wouldn't be surprised if he's out there too, but I feel like they know they can't do that. You know, I feel like they know that they went in, they paid Judge, and Judge said, hey, you got to make this team better. Uh, you know, they go get Carlos Rodon. This lineup can't be the same. You can't run it back. If you Absolutely. run it back, you're, you're going to get similar results, right? The uh, Houston Astros know how to pitch to you, and there are other teams coming for you as well in your own division. So I'd like to see them add another bat, another guy, but I just don't know who it is. And we got to wait three yeah. months. We got to wait. We do, we do. I, I feel like we got to get younger as well. I, I mean, why don't we just let the kids play a little bit and see see where that takes us? Like, you never know. Because yeah. We know what we got with the old. Supposedly <laughs> that's the, the plan, new. right? But, like, you know, when we talk about Oswaldo Cabrera, we saw him last year, and what a pleasant surprise. The, the kid played six different positions. He looked like he belonged. but But he doesn't Everywhere. belong in left field every day. He is a super utility guy that for the Yankees who rest guys, you know, every day, there's someone else is resting. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the age and getting younger. Part of the reason they do rest guys is because these guys are over 30 and they need to take a couple days off a month. And that's where you should be plugging in a young Oswaldo Cabrera to play first base, second base, shortstop, third base, left field, right field, anywhere, whatever it may be. Anywhere. Anywhere. And, and, and he'll handle it. Uh, you can't just make him your everyday left fielder. You also need depth in the outfield. You know, Aaron Hicks, I understand if they can't move Aaron Hicks and Aaron Hicks is a fourth outfielder, right? I understand if they can't get him, get him out of here, they signed him for seven years, he's theirs. Uh, but I, I can't see them starting him in left field. Like, this guy was supposed to be the starting center fielder, and he couldn't do that, and they moved Judge to center field. Then they had to trade Jordan Montgomery to get an actual center fielder. Now you're going to run out. Aaron Hicks in left field on opening day, you can't. you got to try and get a actual starter in left field. It's been a revolving door from trying, you know, Clint Frazier and Miguel Andujar out there oh. and Joey Gallo and Andrew Benintendi, uh, Brett Gardner a couple years back. I'm probably forgetting some guys that we've seen out there in left field. It's been a problem for the Yankees. They need to make a trade for a guy that's young enough to potentially be there, you know, someone that's under control maybe for the next two or three years. Uh, that'd be ideal, but I can't call it, man. We'll just have to wait. Yeah, that's true. Are you are you set on the Volpe kid? Like, I'm not sure. Like, I never the prospects that that like we hold on to, and then you don't know how they're really gonna pan out. So we had the opportunity. Well, I wouldn't say we had the opportunity, but I mean, there was some kind of speculation saying, yeah, Juan Soto would have came here if we would have gotten rid of some of our farm players. But are you are you? Set on this kid. Have you seen yeah, him play? Yeah, I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold on Anthony Volpe. Um, okay. I just, I just think it's, it's too easy to market a kid from New Jersey that grew up watching the Yankees, dreaming of being the Yankee shortstop, and he's really good. Like at every level he's played at, he's been really good. So I expect him to come in and dominate AAA again. I think he had something like 20 home runs and 50 stolen bases. Um, I hear different things about his arm strength which makes me think there might be a possibility of a move to second base. But I think he's going to compete with Peraza. He's going to compete with IKF in spring training. This is going to be a great spring training this year. I am sold on the kid, and I think they've been planning for years. Uh, that's why they passed on the, the best two shortstop classes in the last two years, because they've been planning for years to have uh, these young guys come up. And uh, I think they're short, surefire guys. I think there's 
you know, they just need a, a, a opportunity. We saw Peraza late, and I feel like they didn't even give him a fair opportunity. He should have been no, up earlier. No, they didn't give him no at-bats. Yeah, yeah it was stupid how they did that. They were just stuck on IKF, and then you get into the ALCS, and you got to bench him. So, uh, you and know. That's, my, that's my worry about that. Like, if you invest in this money, I don't think the Yankees, if the contract's out there, they're going to play the people they're paying. And that's, we've been eating contracts already. Then why not do it now with, you know, these other clowns that are just old and tired and, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the fans don't like Josh Donaldson for the hot dogging. Like I just oh, saw, yeah. was, I saw he he made Sports Center not top ten of the year. <laughs> Every week, bro, there was a whole there was a whole compilation of him pimping uh, singles and outs. Like, yeah, I got like someone called last night and said that that's that's somewhere on Twitter. I gotta find that. I'm about to yeah, search Twitter now. Like it was like eight to twelve at bats of him doing that, and it's just like how many more times can Aaron Boone can be like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. Gabe made he, it. Playoff Tanaka. It. It's called it's Josh Donaldson bat flipping on non homers compilation. It yeah. is over a minute long, and that's embarrassing. Exactly. <laughs> that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Very, very. We'll All see. right. Well, thank you so much, man. Man, I appreciate you. Keep doing your thing. I'm a big fan so far, so far. Uh, and like I said, hashtag it, man. Fly us on the fan. Ain't nobody out there on this on this radio station right now as cool as you. I hate to admit it. You know, but it's the truth. Ain't nobody rocking Jordans like you with the with the glasses, with the fitted. You know what I mean? Like you're bringing that fresh talent, and we need that. We need that. You know, there's not there's not there's not um just only fifty and forty year olds who listen anymore. You know, there's there's a couple young bucks that kind of need that. So thanks yes, for being sir. yourself. Hey, you said it, not me. Thanks for the call, Gio. I mean, I'm definitely not gonna start referring to myself as flyest on the fan, but I appreciate that coming from a listener, coming from a fan. Uh, and obviously someone familiar with me on social media that sees how I dress, what I wear, what I look like. I don't know, man. It's natural. It's natural. The the swag, the drip, whatever you want to call it, it's a natural thing. I, I was already like this before I got on the radio. I wasn't going to turn it down. I'm just being myself. So uh, I think I am the youngest host. Uh, trying to think. Is anyone younger than me on there? I think that's part of it. Part of it, too, is just like a generational thing. I'm a millennial. Um I think we have some millennials, but whatever. Enough about me. I'm trying to get to these calls, but thank you, Gio. I uh, appreciate the compliment. Rob is on Long Island. Rob, you're on the fan. Keith, the GOAT, McPherson. How you doing, man? Great show. Appreciate it, bro. I'm great, man. Blessed. End of another year. This is my last show on WFAN for 2022. It has been an amazing year. Yes, sir. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to see 2023 and what we got. But um, speaking of what we got next year, this year so far, we see the Brooklyn Nets playing really, really well. I'm a big Net fan. Um, I see sometimes on Twitter, too, because sometimes you have in the spaces. You need to come back in there because we miss you over there. Um, yeah, I, I, it's yeah, funny Nets, you say that because I want to be in the in the spaces, but I'm always on air after the game. So it's like the, the spaces will go live after the Nets game ends, and I'm preparing to go live on WFAN. So if I jump in the spaces, I'll be distracted. But maybe on the weekend, I'll, I'll start pulling up to Nets Twitter spaces because I know I know how they get. They, they they're entertaining. Oh, you know how it is. It gets crazy, and I'm like, man, like I must keep in here, keep popping sometimes, but. I know you're busy doing everything, so big-time radio host. Um, but, yeah, with the Nets, I mean, obviously, like, you know, I, re- I feel really good about the team so far. I know you do. We get, like, 10 games straight. We're playing Hornets on um, the Hornets Saturday. But you still feel like, you know, you got all these nice pieces now that we added on. Thanks for Sean Marks, right? 
We finally healthy. Um, this there's, there's a sense of normalcy around this team now for the first time since like ever in the KD Kyrie era. But you still feel like you need an additional piece to really make at least I do, an additional piece to really make a run at a chip here. If you if you if you're still thinking about championships. Because net fans like me felt defeated, right, after the substance series. We, we, that was rock bottom for us, right? And all of a sudden, KD asking for a trade. We got Kyrie. He's not going to get a contract, apparently. KD wants out. All this, this craziness all over again, right? I was but there, bro. Yeah, trust me. I was at, I, was at uh, <laughs> I think I was at game four or game three. And, uh, you know, notoriously, I went viral, which going viral is going viral. Like, However you go viral, doesn't matter. But I went viral in that We Want Boston video. Uh, it was a rough go at it. Yeah, it was bad. Like, that was a heartbreak. And, you know, as a as a New York fan, you get a lot of heartbreakers. That was probably one of the biggest heartbreakers I felt. But my question is, do you feel like we need an additional piece right now? Or do you feel like we can contend as is? The, I think the they can contend. I mean... I, I, so I was talking about it on the last talking nets. Like I'm kind of off the whole like, um, uh, and I gotta let you go, Rob. Sorry, bro. I don't know what the sound is in the background. Sorry, everybody. Listen, I was like, not hearing that sound when he was talking, but then when he stopped talking, I was hearing that sound. It sounded like he like, I don't know, was in the car cleaning his car while his phone was on speaker. But Rob, thanks for the call. I'll take it from here. As far as the Brooklyn Nets are concerned, they've won ten in a row, and you know what? They have two of the best players. All time in Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, not just in the league, all time, two of the best NBA players you have ever laid eyes on play in Brooklyn. I'm wearing a Kevin Durant jersey right now. And for a while, I didn't wear any Nets gear. I didn't wear any Nets jerseys, I would say, from the time they got swept, embarrassing, to the summer with Katie requesting a trade and people laughing at Nets fans. Oh, what a disaster. Oh, what a mess in Brooklyn. What a fail. It felt like the ultimate fail. And for it to be coming together now, it's interesting, right? You you don't really start looking at the NBA until after Christmas. Well, it's after Christmas, and the Brooklyn Nets are the hottest team in the league. And this is arguably the best roster they've had in Brooklyn in 10 years and in the last three years of this 7-11 KD Kyrie era. So the question Rob asked was, you know, do they need another piece to put them over the top? Do they need another piece if we're talking champions, uh, championship, of course we're talking championship. As soon as they sign Katie and Kyrie, these are guys with championship rings that came here talking about winning a championship here. And they have failed miserably. They have come up short, short, and shorter. So this year, it's looking like it's coming together. They're the second seed in the East, longest win streak in the NBA, longest win streak in Brooklyn Nets history. I just don't know who the guy that they trade for or, you know, I don't know who that is. I don't know who, like, do they need another big? I know in the beginning of the season, everyone's like, they need another center. They need another center. Ben Simmons can't be the backup center. But, like, I don't know. Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton have been holding it down. Dayron Sharp just got recalled. He's going to probably get a, a chance to run a little bit in the next game, I think. Uh, and then there was also talk about with Kyrie being out and uh, also just not being reliable you never know what's going to happen in the Kyrie saga that they needed another point guard. They needed another ball handler. Well, Edmund Sumner's been pretty decent. And then again, Ben, ben Simmons brings the ball up, handles the ball. Ben Simmons can play the five and be a point guard. So who do they need? I don't know. I don't have that answer. But the goal, yes. So, that hey, I'm watching Devil's Game. 
That first goal got called got back. Got called back, goaltender interference. So then when that happens, when when they challenge the call and they miss it, the other team goes on a power play. They killed off the power play. Then Devils just got a power play. Jack and Hughes. it looks like your boy Jack Hughes scored. Real quick on the Nets. I guess if you, I, the only thing I could think of that you that Nets fans might want is a if you don't trust Joe Harris getting healthy again, do you need another shooter? Right? Do you just need like a, another perimeter guy? And then you think of all any available ones from crappy teams. And that would you want like Bogey back? Probably Mike Donovich, probably better than Joe Harris. It just depends Pierre, what you'd have to give up for him. Oh, you're gonna get. I mean, they, you're gonna give. They a don't lot. have picks. You know, they've traded all their picks away. The Houston Rockets have their pick. Uh, have their picks. Well, for the they next have some from years. the Harden deal, right? Um, I think they have a, a but it, I'm sure I would it would probably cost you like one of those first round picks. So so here's what I'm thinking. Joe Harris has been hurt the last few games and they've been on a winning streak. They're playing well without him. He's not even traveling with the team right now. I think this might be the end of Joe Harris in Brooklyn and he's what I call, you know, he's one of the last of the OG Nets. Like he's one of the last of the Nets before the KD Kyrie era. So fine, like send him on his way. The rest of them are all gone. He should be gone, too, because he hasn't been able to get back to being Joey Buckets. He hasn't been able to get back to the guy that was right next to Steph Curry as far as his three-point shooting percentage. They don't need another shooter. Other guys have emerged. KD Kyrie shoot the three. They shoot the three better than anyone on the team. But Utah Watanabe, who is on a non-guaranteed contract, they call him Utah the shooter. He's shooting the three well. Right. Royce yeah. O'Neal. He's another guy that they they made a, a deal for, brought him in this year. He's shooting the three well. T.J. Warren they gambled on, and T.J. Warren is shooting the three. I guess what it comes down to, I guess it really comes down to if Marks and Jacques Vaughn in the front office think how deep can they go? Like how far do they think Brooklyn Seth can go? Seth Curry is also on this team, another shooter. Now, he hasn't been that effective, but right. I think the Nets right now, the way they're rolling under Jacques Vaughn, Jacques Vaughn knows what he has and how to deploy these guys. And playing defense under Vaughn way harder the de- than they I, ever played I under the Steve other night, Nash. I, I've never seen the Nets play defense like right. they And again, Nash defense. is way more of an offensive guy anyway. Right, his playing career and the coaching, and Jacques Vaughn is just like, you know, these guys are really good offensively. I don't need to change anything, but I, they don't play any defense. He's like incentivizing them to play defense. Like, they're getting the stats of like who's who boxed out the most at the end of the game, and that's competitive. They want to see who's got the, the most box outs. Uh, I saw a clip of Kevin Durant diving for a ball against Atlanta where he tapped the ball back in and it hit off a player. I don't know if it was Archie Griffin or one of them. Hit off a player, Brooklyn ball, Brooklyn possession. And when they go in the locker room, they're like, we've got one defensive clip to show, like the defensive clip of the night, and it was KD. So when you have KD, who's the best player, arguably the best player in the world, the best player on the team, um, the leader of the team, and he's hustling, and he's talking about getting floor burns and diving and, and going after balls, like that makes everybody else on the team raise their level of play. I think right now for the Nets, the trade deadline is over a month away. I think they keep going, and what they need is to collect data against the Celtics when they play them. They've got the Pelicans coming up. They just were able to beat the Cavs and the Bucks. See what you need to defeat those teams. See what you need to knock off the top teams in the East and the West and then go attack the trade deadline. But as is right now, in Sean Marks we trust. Sean Marks is back in my circle of trust. He took some gambles on a few different guys on this team, and he started to hit. I pray for health with the Brooklyn Nets because the way they're rolling, they can make a run through this playoffs, and maybe we're looking at an NBA Finals or an Eastern Conference Finals in Brooklyn this summer. That'd be crazy. All right. Break time again. You know that.
877-337-6666. You know that as well. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. I'm here, repping Brooklyn, KD jersey on. We'll be back in Barclays Center soon. I thought about going on uh, Monday night, but that Monday night football game is too good to miss. So I probably won't go on Monday, but definitely soon. Uh, Better vibes now around the Brooklyn Nets. Better vibes uh, around Barclays Center. Hopefully there'll be no protests or nonsense going on. We just want to go watch some hoop, right? We just want to go... Watch good basketball. We want to go and watch a good basketball team, and we have one in New York. The Knicks, still a little bit of a struggle. Uh, I talked last night about that game. <laughs> it's so it's so simple to look at that game last night. Like The Luka hangover carried over into San Antonio for the Knicks last night. And, you know, all this talk about the Brooklyn Nets, uh, and, I, and I already said this on air tonight, as a fan, I'm praying for health. I'm praying that they stay healthy. Well, the Knicks aren't healthy right now. So they've been missing Obi Toppin for a little while. Jalen Brunson goes down. R.J. Barrett is out. Your roster is already kind of thin, right? Now you're forced to play guys that were getting DNPs. Uh, Now you're asking guys to be uh, more than they were expected to be, right? Julius Randle tries to be hero, and uh, IQ steps up, right? 41 points from Julius Randle, 36 from IQ, and it's not enough. A good team is still able to beat you, and that wasn't even a good team. The Spurs are not considered a good team, but they have a good enough coach and play together as a team. Last night, uh, I was talking about star power in the NBA. Luka can take over the game because he's a star. He had a 60-20-10 game, and he pulled off some miraculous things at the end of the game to get the win. Like He could take over the game because he's that good. You need a star. And the Knicks haven't had one in years. Right, And I know Julius Randle got paid like he's a star player. He won MIP, Most Improved Player, but he wasn't a star when you signed him in free agency. He's not a star player that can take over a game and close a game. Like The biggest thing for the Nets right now, 
they're getting into the fourth quarter, and KD is on the bench a lot. Kyrie is leading the league in fourth quarter points. He's closing. Big Kobe guy. He's turning on his Mamba mentality late in games. The Knicks are the opposite. When it gets late in the game for the Knicks, they're falling apart. They can't figure it out. And as you watch them, you've seen them blow leads so much, you're just expecting the worst to happen, and it's unfortunate. They uh, ended up erasing the eight-game win streak that they had. Not completely, but you know, you lose five games in a row, and uh, your fans start to get excited about what you have going on when you win eight in a row, and now you're right back to where you were. Ah, oh, the Knicks suck. Oh, I don't care about the Knicks. Oh, I can't get excited about the Knicks. They're 500 again. Five-game losing streak. Guys are hurt. And, you know, when they put together Jalen Brunson uh, on this team with R.J. Barrett and him signing and them not getting Donovan Mitchell, people joked about how Jalen, R.J., and Julius were the mid-three, right? The big three in Brooklyn was KD, Kyrie, and Harden. They called... Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, and R.J. Barrett, the mid-three. The mid-three is not going to get you anywhere in this NBA. Every team has at least one star that's in the top or two stars, a tandem. Like the Boston Celtics have a tandem of two-star players, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, that get after it for them every night, and then they have good role players around them. You know, The M Milwaukee Bucks have Giannis. When Middleton's healthy, it's those two as Batman and Robin – but on any given night, Brooke Lopez can step up or Drew Holiday can step up and they have, you know, Portis and Grayson and other guys around Giannis. Same thing with the Cavs. Uh, Darius Garland is young, but he's a star player. Donovan Mitchell is a star player in this league. Should have been a Nick. And then on any given night with them, I guess Evan Mobley or Jared Allen can rise. In Philadelphia, it's Joel Embiid, really. But then Harden, too. But it's really Joel Embiid. Embiid and Harden, and then Maxi. I think Maxi's been out now for some time, but when Maxi comes back, he's a young star in this league. So what I'm saying is the Knicks lack star power. This is New York. Enough with the excuses. I don't know what they were doing in the draft. I don't know what they were doing in the offseason. I, I, I just constantly don't understand the Knicks' game plan or strategy or what they're actually doing, right? It's hard to figure out what they're trying to do. Maybe they don't actually know. Like, what's the stockpiling of picks for if you're not going to trade to get Donovan Mitchell, who's literally doing a homecoming tour, showing up to City Field, uh, going to the Brooklyn Cyclones to throw out first pitch? Like, hey, I want to come home. He even talked about how when he was in eighth grade, he went away to boarding school and how much he wants to come home just to be around his mom. Come on. I thought the Knicks were going to get that done. After all the tampering to get Jalen Brunson here because his dad worked for the team, you figured they would – do everything it took to get Donovan Mitchell, but they didn't. So here's another year where you're looking at the Knicks like they don't have enough, and they're the eighth seed right now, but they're going to have to fight to stay in that 8-9-10 area to make the playoffs and make the play-in. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. It's a long way, but a couple nights ago, I think last week, not even this week, a couple nights ago, I, I was already on this and just following it up. But I've been saying that we need to start talking about the Brooklyn Nets in the correct way. Like, we need to start talking about the Nets as a New York team. I get it, they're from New Jersey, but they actually are from New York. They've bounced around, and now they've found a home in Brooklyn, and they're looking like a good team. They have the right guy as their head coach. They didn't add Ime Udoka to the firestorm. They elevated Jacques Vaughn, who also played for the New Jersey Nets. And we talk so much about 
this championship drought here. We talk so much about New York not winning a chip. Well, we'll see how the rest of the NBA shakes out. But with KD, Kyrie, Nick Claxton, Royce O'Neal, Ben Simmons, Utah Watanabe, TJ Warren, and some of these other role players and guys that are mixing it up for the Nets right now, they are finally building the chemistry that they weren't able to build in years past with KD Hurt or Kyrie missing time or Harden Hurt um, and even, even making the Harden trade. That was a mistake. This looks like the first year that the Brooklyn Nets are actually a unit that can build and become a good team, and you need that. In the NBA 82-game season, the teams that win at the end are the teams that learn and that gel and create some type of chemistry through games that they've had. And, and I'm watching these Nets games, whether it's the Hawks game that they just played or the Raptors game that they just played. These games are coming down to the wire, and they're winning them. And it's like a playoff atmosphere. That type of stuff will prepare the team for when they get there in April and May. And you're led by two guys in KD and Kyrie who have already won championships. They've been there before. They know what to do. All right, that's my uh, little Brooklyn Nets spiel for the night. I know people are like, no one cares about the Nets. Stop talking about the Nets. And I understand. With KD and Kyrie, they're villains to a lot of people. And you know some of the off-court stuff with Kyrie, I get it. It is tough for people to accept. Uh, people have made their minds up. And I'm not trying to change your mind, but I'm trying to get – more people on WFAN and in New York to stop talking about the Nets as if, like, oh, New York New York forever, the Knicks run the town. Like, that's all good and all. We get that. It's been 100 years uh, of, of the Knicks. But, like, you have an actually good basketball team in New York as well, but you act like they play in Arkansas. No, they play right in Brooklyn. Very easy to get over there. And uh, the last thing I'll say on it is I think the older fans don't realize how many younger fans are Brooklyn Nets fans. It's been 10 years. So if you were a kid that was eight years old in the second grade when the Nets announced that they were moving to Brooklyn and they started this whole thing, fast forward, and now you're 18 and you can go to Barclays Center. There are a lot of young kids that chose the Nets. They didn't want to go through the pain and the struggle of being a Knicks fan. And now it's looking like it's coming together for the Nets in what could potentially be the last year of Katie and Kyrie together in Brooklyn. We should all be rooting for them. We should all be hoping that they can get to the Eastern Conference Finals and maybe the Finals because if they bring a parade back to New York, are you not going to go because it's the Brooklyn Nets? No, you're going to party. You're going to show up to places. WFAN will do something. I know it'll seem like it's just me and Evan, but nah, it's the NBA. It's a global game. There's people from all over, all over the world in New York that care about basketball, care about the NBA. If there's an NBA Finals in Brooklyn, come on. If the if the Nets win the Finals and have a parade in New York, it would be massive. All right, now back to the phones, 877-337-6666. Talking about whatever you guys want to talk about. I forced my little Nets spiel in there. I forced my little Nets world endorsement in there for my Nets fans listening. Now we'll go to you, my guy Ross. In Bergen County, back on the fan. Hey, Keith, what's going on, man? You know, holding it down, bro. Appreciate you uh, showing love, always calling up, always on the Twitter as yeah. well. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, I feel like it would be a little remiss for me to not call in. We call in the whole year, figured I, you know, last show of the year, figured I had to call in. Funny enough, last year, I wound up being the last call of the year. I think I'm pretty sure you had the last shift of the year, whatever day it was. I'm pretty sure I was the last call up until the uh, closeout music. So. Yeah, I did. I, last year, I did Thanksgiving Eve, Christmas Eve, and New Year's Eve. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I figured I had to call and call and, you know, throughout the year. 
you know, as far as sports talk goes, you know, this whole week kind of feels like we've been beating the same old dead dead horse over and over and over again. Yep. So really not much new to get into, but as far as like a whole, you know, year in overview of the teams, you know, I'd say aside from the Knicks, you know, coming off of that playoff run they had in 2020, aside from them, I think the Islanders having that miserable COVID year this year. They just got riddled with COVID, just missed the playoffs, coming back, coming off of back-to-back uh, conference championships. But aside from those two, I'd say you look at the city as a whole, I'd say everyone had a step in the right direction. You know, you could talk about the football, obviously. You could say, you know, with the Jets, you know, Jets fans don't want to hear us 6-3, 7-4. Oh, you know, we would have never imagined this going into the year. And I get it situational, but at the same time, you were the miserable joke of the league for what the, at least the last decade, you know, a few glimpses of hope here and there, but for the most part, biggest joke in the league. And now you pass that title to the Houston Texans, you know, week 17. Like I just said, you know, they don't want to hear, they don't want to hear going into the year. No one would imagine this, but at the end of the day, it's, it's the, uh, it's the truth. Same with the Giants. They went away from the playoffs. Nobody would have seen that coming. Yep. You talk about the Mets and Yankees, you know, stopping short with the payrolls or, uh, you know, falling short with the payrolls they have, you know, Hundred hundred and one wins for the Mets, you know, conference uh AL AL uh conference uh, championship series. Kind of blank there for saying but for the Yankees, you know, you really you know, obviously the standard's a lot higher here than it is in Miami or Cincinnati, but you know, it's a play, it's a deep playoff run in terms of the Yankees. Mets needed that much bigger step in the right direction, so they had that, you know, Rangers Eastern Conference Championship. You know, two games away from the finals, but they gave us a solid run after years of misery. Devil, your Devils, you know, first year as a Devil fan, and where they go, 13, 14 game winning streak. I think a little bit more. You know, yeah, 13 a, game win streak. I think they won like 19 out of their first 23, and they've cooled off. Tie game right yeah, now. Yeah, they I'm cooled in here off watching. a little bit. They gave you guys that little month and a half. Is the it was you know, great. It was fun it was, hockey to watch. It was fun, and I still think yeah. that they can compete and potentially be a playoff team. Uh, it's positive. Go on, I'm with Definitely. you. And you know what? Just looking back at this year on the fan, you know, this is, I started full-time, you know, as a little kid, you know, every weekend you hear, you know, the Pope, Francesca on the fan, everything. I remember some of those shows. But, you know, last year and a half ago, I started really listening to the fan, like, daily. I remember the schmooze of the first uh, show I ever called. And I actually, when he was retiring, like, a week before, I called him, you know, you know, like I've only listened to you for like a six months compared to people who've been listening to you for two decades and everything. So, and then his final show, I wound up being sick. I tried calling in. I never got, so I got the chance to, you know, say bye to him. So it's every, it's really cool having him on your show every month or so, to, you know, to hear him back. And even, you know, hearing Beningo this week, you know, for some of the older callers from like a year ago when he, when he, uh, you know, hung up, hung up the mic and everything, he, you know, he called it. And now he's back for a couple of shows. So, you know, yep. it's good to hear some of the older uh, hosts back, some of the newer hosts like you and some of the producers getting their shots. So, you know, like you say, it's the future of the fan, man. Some callers like me, you know, some of the other younger callers I hear start off your show and everything. You know, it's the, the future's bright. Yeah, big year, man. I feel like the station evolved this year. And, uh, you know, I yeah. wasn't a, a all-day, every-day listener to WFAN, but I've been a fan forever. And, uh, you know, well, you, you got into the business a different way, you know, with the podcasts and everything. And, you know, guys like you and a couple other, uh, you know, hosts and producers at the station, they actually, you know, inspired me at my school. I actually got this, uh, you know, in-school uh, pro sports podcast up and running, you know, started up like this month, but I'm really going to try to take a jump with it going into the new year. So, you know, there's a new way to get into the business nowadays, and you're kind of like a front runner for it. 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I'm blessed the, the way it all, you know, it all worked out with me from podcasts and YouTube and Twitter and Instagram. Really, the power of the internet uh, got me noticed. And I mean, I, I went to school for radio and television, but that was 11 years ago. So, you know, work hard yeah, at what you're doing, man, and, and get your reps. And you know, you never know where it could lead. You know, you're a young guy. You got plenty of time. You're 10 years younger yeah, than I mean, me. <laughs> you look at these, That's a joke. I know you're not. I know you're not 24. I thought you were 24. Oh yeah, right. When, well, when I tweeted at you, well, you thought I was almost a decade older than I was. <laughs> uh, people say it all the time. They, I sound like I'm 30. I'm uh, a whole half half of that number younger. But you know, you look at the. You know, you were talking about before with the. I think it was the Arizona boy you're talking about. Look who's sponsoring his barstool sports. I mean, these people. You know what? You yeah. just. I watched on the entire bar, barstool come up. Like I'm, I was part of that era. Yeah. The Even John era. Boy too. Yep, and uh, yeah, John Boy. I was part of John Boy, and John Boy's blown up over the last couple of years. And it's all organic. It's all through the internet and people showing love and people deciding like, hey, I want to go to these guys for uh, you know podcasts and news and coverage of sports. And yeah, yeah we're, we're heading into twenty twenty three, man. Anything is possible. I feel like you know if you're dope, you can make it. You can be seen. And there's so many cool people covering different sports and leagues. And uh, we've got a lot of them here at the fan. Thanks for the call, Ross. We got to take another break. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Oh, yeah. Smoothing it out as we proceed. Heading to the 9 o'clock hour on the fan. Keith McPherson checking right back in. Adding some news into uh, the show tonight. We were just talking about this during the break. Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't know if this is actually, like, legit. I mean, Taylor Twellman, who covers soccer, football for ESPN, he put out a uh, retweet, actually. He didn't even put the tweet out. The tweet came from Tom Bogert. But uh, it's talking about, you know, where Ronaldo was going to sign. He officially signed with Saudi Arabia today. But they were saying that Sporting KC had plans set for a smaller uh, contract to sign Ronaldo. Sporting KC, the first thing I thought was who's in the ownership group for the Kansas City MLS soccer team, Patrick Mahomes. And it, and it said in the tweet, Patrick Mahomes, an example of a superstar in a small market, is which, uh, which Ronaldo's camp liked. So there was an actual thought that Cristiano Ronaldo would come to the States play in MLS, and play in Kansas City, Missouri. I just said he doesn't strike me as a Missouri guy. The guy's filthy rich. But uh, he's going to Saudi Arabia. And other news that I had, uh, the uh, 2023 Baseball Writers of America Hall of Fame ballot is out there. And some guys are posting who they voted for. I, I, I wish that was a mandatory thing. I think they should make all of these guys stand next to their votes because... As you saw with Derek Jeter and Ken Griffey, they weren't unanimous. And it's like, come on, we got to know who the one guy to mess up that 100% is. We got to know who that is. They shouldn't be able to secretly mess that up for someone that we all think should be unanimous in the Hall of Fame. Uh, some of the names, Bobby Abreu, Bronson Arroyo, Carlos Beltran, Mark Burley, Matt Kane, R.A. Dickey, Jacoby Ellsbury. Is this a real? Let me see. This has to be a fake one. Jacoby Ellsbury. No, this is real. Andre Ethier, J.J. Hardy, 
Well, uh, you know what it is. It's just the time. It's the uh, amount of years. I'm like, Jacoby Ellsbury sucks. Sorry, I'm triggered. I'm a Yankees fan. As soon as I see Jacoby Ellsbury's name under consideration for for anything, I'm like, this guy disappeared. And then he popped up celebrating something in Fenway. But anyway, uh, Todd Helton, Torrey Hunter, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, John Lackey, Mike Napoli, uh, Andy Pettit is on there, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez. Interesting. We are in uh, Jimmy Rollins, Gary Sheffield. There's a bunch of other names. So if you guys are looking, go just type in uh, Hall of Fame ballot on Twitter. Some of the writers are putting out there who they voted for. And it's interesting to me because we are now in the post-David Ortiz first ballot Hall of Fame era. Like, we talked about that last year. We talked about that this year, earlier this year. Ortiz... Wasn't he tied to steroids? Wasn't he linked to steroids somehow? Didn't people assume that he did steroids? And he's a first ballot Hall of Famer? Why? Because they like his personality? Because he almost lost his life in DR? Oh, because he's on the Boston Red Sox. And we understand that, you know, these Red Sox writers, they uh, they love Big Poppy. And part of, you know, getting voted into the Hall of Fame is who the writers like. That's who controls it. These guys that push pens control it. So, yeah, I'm looking out there to see uh, who people voted for and if they're voting for some of these steroid users or guys that were linked to PEDs now. I think we're going to see a change over time. I don't think we'll we'll see it fast enough to see Roger Clemens or Barry Bonds uh, on those guys make it. But, yeah, that's out there as well. Call me up, 877-337-6666. Still taking your calls. Going to try and fit one in right now before we go to the break and the update. Nick is in Jackson Heights. What's up, Nick? Happy New Year. All the best to you. Happy New Year. Thanks for calling. My fellow Cowboy fan. Now, you have to retract your fraudulent statement and just call them unpredictable because I think after you said that we lost to Jacksonville. So because <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew I, I told the story. I was in Trader Joe's in Hoboken head to toe Cowboys hat, Jersey yep. jacket matching. And this guy's like asking me about the Cowboys game. And I'm like, they probably find some way to blow this game. And it was the game against the Jaguars. And anyway, they found a know, way to blow that game. We so, wish him luck. Give me one more minute. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead, kid. It's not that they're always fraudulent, but, like, I just think they're frauds. I think that they're a 12-win team that's not that good, and they can be beat on any given Sunday. So I can't trust them. I'm scarred. Yeah. I, I've, I have too much trauma from the Cowboys leading me on with uh, regular season wins just to be a first-round exit, and I think they could be headed that way this year. Yep. Uh, well, as an older fan, as you know, uh, I, I saw the glory years, but that's not to say that I don't want glory years now because if we're fans. We want to win. And just like any other fan, you want to see the best. But I do want to make one more comment. You touched upon the World Cup and Ronaldo. This week, the greatest player in the sport died, Pelé. And, and Keith, as a as a young American growing up watching baseball and football and all those great sports, my father, who was an immigrant from Europe, used to take me to all the local football stadiums to Eindracht Stadium in Astoria and Gaelic Park in the Bronx and watch all these teams. And I saw the man play at Yankee Stadium in 1968. And when I saw him go up and down the field, Keith, it, it, I, I, I remember it to this day. I was nine years old. And I, I and then I saw him in the World Cup in 1970. And by far, he is in that Babe Ruth, Will Chamberlain, Jim Brown 
love of Gordie Howe, of uh, the top player in the sport. The man was incredible. He was an ambassador. He, he came to the cosmos, tried to transform soccer in America. And I have to say, the Black Pearl, rest in peace, because not too much was said about him this week. Yeah, thanks for adding that. Last night I got on around 12, and I opened my show saying R.I.P. to Pele and, uh, you know, not ever pretending oh. to be a big soccer guy, but had to pay respect. That's all right. And, uh, you know, I think I, I heard that his last game he played was in New Jersey at Giant Stadium. So there's some local ties here. You just said you saw him at Yankee Stadium, and he is yep. a goat of all goats, a legend of all legends, he, multiple World Cups, is. and he got to just see this, uh, you know, past World Cup before he passed. So uh, prayers yeah. up to him and his family. R.I.P. Pele. Yep. I stay, I stay on hold for a while. If I may say one thing about the Brooklyn Nets, I don't wish them harm. I'd rather Brooklyn. I'm a Knicks fan. I, they used to practice across the street from my house in 1970. I don't wish them harm. Why should the Why should Atlanta win? Or why should Philadelphia win and not the Nets? That's right. the kind of fan. But I will tell you, when the Nets sold Dr. J in the old ABA, yeah. and he left New York and went to Philly, the name, not not the location, they went to Jersey, whatever, the Nets, that name, damaged a lot of basketball fans in yeah. New York. Yeah. I, I have to tell you. Way before my time, those but I hear it every year. Now, the younger guys like you and, and younger people are going to be real genuine Brooklyn Nets fans and more power to you guys. But I think that was the mark that left a lot of people sour. Sure. Burned a lot of people. And uh, there's some Nets fans from that era that will never get over it, and rightfully so. Thanks for the call, Nick. The Brooklyn Nets, uh, they honor... Julius Irving, they right now are wearing the throwback uh, ABA jerseys in between wearing the new Basquiat jerseys, and they've done bobblehead nights, and they have his jersey up there in the Raptors. Yeah, uh, in the Raptors. I, I understand that before my time, but all I'm saying with the Nets is we here in New York in the greater New York City area are always talking about our New York teams and wanting them to represent us and play hard and win and, and be champions and uh, I know it's been rough watching the Nets, and I know they've had a lot of off-the-field or off-the-court type of stuff, but right now they're cooking. And you got to hope that they can get to an Eastern Conference Finals and maybe a Finals, and we'll celebrate it. All right, now it's time for the break and the update. KM to 10 p.m. I'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.